You are listening to Strength and Bonds, an Async Twilight Imperium podcast. Episode 17. Hallie plays even more Async TI than Argo. I'm your host, BLT. As you heard, we get to listen to Pally this week. So I've got a uh, you know a stat thing to catch up everybody on at some point. Sigma's been getting people to compare leaders and I love sharing kind of like what people think better leaders are. Um, kind of got some weird game mode stuff to chat about. Going to have some various updates at the end. But really, Pally and I had a great conversation and I'm just going to get right into that. So without any further ado... Let's chat with Pally. All right, and today, yeah, we've got Pally joining us. Really excited to have him on the show. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Good. Happy to be talking to you, BLT. <laughs> That's uh, not everyone says that, but I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear someone's happy. <laughs> um, yeah, really excited to have you on here. Um, as as we heard in the title, um, you 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 might be the most prolific uh, async player at this point it, it kind of shifted from you know a couple months ago or whatever so uh, i don't know if this should say congratulations or <laughs> something uh, it, it's sort of a sad shame fact but still fun uh yeah i crossed into five thousand total moves i think argo's at like 4700 but both of us are dialing back but uh i mean we've said that before <laughs> i mean we love to see the community games and just the fun and the memes and i the async community, it really, it's hard to sever yourself, but he's dropping Discord entirely once his games are over, I think. Okay. So, I mean, we'll see. I People come and go, and it's really good for some people to take the break. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I, like, you know, I've been here now, I guess it's been a little over a year now, um, and, and you see a lot of people, you see kind of a lot of versions of this, you see some people who come in, join like 15, 20 games, and then they're just like gone, and maybe never see them again, so that's always kind of interesting, um, but then there's a lot of other folks like, you know, Holy Teaspoon for sure, although he was doing a lot more than just games, I mean, he was ex- obviously extremely involved, but um, Argo is an example, I mean, even even I've, you know, I feel like at my peak was routinely between 12 and 15 games, and now kind of start feeling bad around seven or eight so um yeah the idea of just like you you, once you play for a while it's like yeah i gotta gotta cut back a little bit here is is very real yeah and i mean it's not just that it's that uh some people just burn out from the sheer number of turns but for some people the novelty seems to wear off like the first time you see an ixthian artifact and it blows up like that is the most crazy thing and especially if it's in person you and your friends are like texting about it after the game for like a week like oh no way and then like if you've had 120 async games you've seen it like six seven times you're like yeah that's pretty cool but it's it's not the same right right i i'm behind on on, on the space cats podcast I, I need to catch up but i just heard hunter say something like um, along the exact same lines he's just like you know i've kind of just done this all before i almost wish i could go back to like being a new player and just um, experience it for the first time. And I think that there's there's some of that for sure. Oh, yeah. When no one knew the optimal moves to make, it was just so fun. Like my first game of base game, 
Uh, there was, I think it might have only been a four-player game, but uh, I know I was Hakan. There was a Muad in there. And as Hakan, I had a PDS2 network and knowing <laughs> nothing. And this was free POK with no heroes or anything. I had bought War Sons from Muat in round two and didn't know what to do with them. And I mean, I won because none of us knew what we were doing. But like the second game, I didn't even know that Sar could move the docks. I thought they needed the upgrade first before it did the movement just because right, you don't know right. these things as a new player. And then round three, I realized I could and I was like, oh, this is great. But yeah, yeah it's. The adventure is great, and I mean, that's why I kind of like the weird game modes like Fog of War. It's just I got distracted on my quest to win with each faction, so I stopped playing those as much. Uh, but I, the novelty of Fog of War, you don't know what's going on until you see something. That almost brought me back to those early days of TI. Yeah, that's a great point, and, and, and I feel like I've actually have already had the whole arc of Fog of War where I'm kind of like, already sort of over it <laughs> like it's, it's like a really fun and i and i don't want to like just you know anyone who hasn't tried it please try it it's really really cool but after doing like seven or eight of those um it was kind of the same as what you're saying now it's like eh, i kind of know how these go it's kind of fun but you yeah know. well you were gming them too so you got to get all the insights first like the last fog of war game i played it was this map that derek uh, created where each home system was next to another player's home system from turn run, which just ended up being a lot of ride or dies as opposed to through like sleaze bag take each other's home, which there was another map he did similar to that where it did evolve into that and it was fun to see that. But I mean, I was Nalu. I had a path in the action phase to just first action win and I was so sure it was going to happen. And then just Dennis pulls away with a Crown of Amphidia win, which he needed Warfare in the previous round to get and take. And just, I had no visibility to that and was shocked. Right. And I was like, well played. Like, so even after like 10 Fog games, that still had surprises for me, even though I was at the negative end of that surprise. But I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. Once you play 10, 15 of a game, like... Something needs to change up, which is why the weird game modes like the Ixthian Christmas we have going on is amazing. And I mean, I've thought of other homebrews like uh, getting rid of the speaker order for scoring in the last round just seems to be something where everyone just can tell who the two players who have a shot are. Uh, so, I mean, there's homebrew around that that's great. And I mean... We'll see what ends up happening after, like, I, I tell everyone I'm going to take a break now. We'll see how long that break lasts once all these games are over. But, I mean, I'll be happy to jump back in with the homebrew stuff. And, I mean, you talked about Teams mode as a weird game mode in the past. That oh, yeah. still had the novelty. And, I mean, that has some of my favorite moments of playing Async TI, which, I mean, I have so many favorite moments that it's hard to say. But, uh I ground versus air was the first four V four we played. And, uh, I remember, uh, basically the air team had Nalu agent with temporal command suite, uh, from nomad nomad got the Alliance unlocked round one and Nalu got their free flagship. And 
Uh, it was not looking pretty because with Temporal Command Suite, they were able to do some transactions with uh, the L1 player who was next to me as Soul to give them cavalry a couple times. So we were looking like I was going to only have my home left as Soul, and I only had one action, was going to get stalled out, and uh, I took a chance and took a new planet and explored and got a fragment, became neighbors with old Tom who gave me a fragment, and out of all the relics I drew, uh, it was Stellar Converter, which at the time I thought was amazing luck. And then later we realized, oh, no, the bot just didn't shuffle relics back what then. What was that when that was? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a, I, pre, I We realized it a week later, but I'm still counting that that's canonically what happened. But uh, got Stellar Converter, which as Soul gave me more stalls to feed to Arborek with uh, military support, which definitely helped there. But I was able to stellar convert. Uh, Dennis had, took, I think, Barrig from me and had three mechs and an infantry on it uh, with like some dreads over that that was coming for my soul home. And we were going to need me to have Stymie in hand. But because we got stellar converter, that wiped out basically all of Dennis's ground forces at the time, uh, which is L1 is kind of painful because you don't have the movement to go and do the things you need to do. And then we were able to pass Stymie to Sardak uh, before the Nalu commander was unlocked. Uh, so they didn't know we had it. It was activated. Uh, and they rose up the ZU action they did and trapped that flagship that was going to head to Mechatol Rex. So when Arborek got there, and then Arborek drew a flank speed to be able to get... Uh, from Mechatol right into Argent Slice. It was just one of those things where Air Team was like, oh, we give up now. But it was just the mechanics of all those synergies working together with the tossing dice up. But like, let me tell you, three ZUs in a round, you were in that game where we had like five ZUs or whatever. I was trying to remember if you were in that one. Yeah, I think we, we like me and Necro had Timbrel Command Suite. And I, did we have a Sarl as well? So yeah, it was just wild. Yeah, it was a good time either way. Uh, I think I was Necro in that one. But, okay, uh, okay, yeah, that's right. I, 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 you know, I, I remember the stories. So that's actually, you telling me that story right now, one thing that I've always uh, found about board games I like in general, but especially like why I like Twilight Imperium so much, is because, like, yes, there's some strategy behind it. And yes, there's this complicated board game with 100 components. And yes, there's all these things that make our, you know, our, our brains happy or whatever but ultimately the thing that makes me happiest about it is the fact that you get these stories and and you know uh there's so many games where yeah i, you know, I, I like i can't play euro games and i don't want to get you know a whole side topic on this but like euro games like yes okay fine you did your thing better and you win but I, you know like, like yeah, the engine building yeah like why do i care i mean i mean um you know, even even like you know, some, there's there's deck building games, but you know, like a Dominion, I just don't. Oh, go okay, you got more green cards and you won, but like a like Clank, you know, now I'm deck building, but I'm I'm racing through this ship and trying to you know find stuff. I don't know. I just I like the stories in games. That's what I've always liked most. And I guess I probably need to get in more to like RPGs or whatever. But um, you tell me that is like that's that's why I play. Um, I at least fully why I got agree. Into it. And just the shared aspect of the story, too. It's like, and it's similar to like Dungeons and Dragons, like that first time you come together and slay the boss, like that, that was just, those are just iconic moments where everyone's just like, oh, even if we lost, that was awesome. 
So the other thing when you were talking like a, a little while ago, it kind of got me thinking like, you know, why do we even play this game? And so, you know, maybe when you first start again, it's like, oh, wow, this is just like there's so much stuff going on and I want to find out what all these factions do. And, you know, maybe I want to win my first game. And like, you know, you have these motivations, but then you play or, you know, you see Ixthian Artifact. You're like, this is the coolest game ever. All, you know, you were saying. Um, but then you play a little longer, and I think it's just different for different people. Like, I've heard you mention, uh, you know, you're trying to get a win with each faction. I know I find that uh, compelling. I think that I, I find it kind of compelling, these, like, async ranks, you know. Can I can I continue to have success against people who are, like, have proven that they're pretty good or whatever? Like, that's maybe keeps me coming back. These weird game modes keep you coming back, potentially, because there's some novelty that maybe you've lost in the original thing. Um, but it's probably just different for everyone. I mean, I think about, like, a Brass Bird. I mean, I think he's, like, legitimately just enjoying the people and enjoying like you know creating that story together like you just said um and, and it can be a little of that for everybody but yeah i mean well brassford plays for the memes uh, <laughs> exactly right. I, right and it seems like jed at this point too and let me say jed's memes are top notch and like lately i've stepped up just to try and rival that but I'm the amount of like oh yeah i'm gonna edit the agent's head on to here to do this and the people who actually spend time and effort to do those things, like I just appreciate for the community value. Like it's great. I've loved too, just like how many different ways there are to uh, to contribute to the community. So like, you know, there's people running little tournaments. There's Baldrick doing PVD 2000, which, by the way, as far as novelty, that's why. I mean, I'm just dying. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> I so mean, you fun. got Syndicate, and I know a little more than uh, other people because I was a playtester. And oh man, that's I, and all these things are funny. Please don't tell uh, anyone about raving. the syndicate. Yeah, we like like I. No, I'm not telling anything. But I mean, yeah, I was Raven, and like starting with the text, I, it changed. Like we didn't have Fighter Two to begin with, but just like everyone's like, oh no, this is going to be overpowered when they see the first tech and ability, and then they're like, oh no, there's impairment. Whenever you spend right. a planet there's minus one and you look at my planets, there's some more that I started with. And then I have Lysis Velnor, Vorhal, and then everything else is like one resource planets around me. Everyone's like, okay, no, this is just going to be trash. And, so, and, and, and just seeing how it all comes together in the different galaxies. And I mean, I just love the Terminator. I mean, I could, that's just, Oh, not Jacob doing a phenomenal job of the heel without even saying anything. And I mean, Shout out to Sebris. He had a goal from the start. It's not the goal I would have taken. Uh, and it's probably like impairing him from actually winning when it probably would have been pretty easy. I mean, sorry, I think it's just a busted faction in general. I mean, not as crazy as Jolnar, but still. Uh, but like such potential, especially, I mean, we don't know the Terminator's goals, but if you assume like some other things, like there is a world where Sar could have been ravaging through Necro right now, but it looks like Necro is the best positioned with just crazy planets, crazy tech already. And all cause Sar just was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Well, and, and, and if you're watching that one specific combat, I mean, I, I think there's been more combat since then, oh, yeah. but that one combat Sar had like no chance of losing basically. I mean, it was like almost like, it, it was like rude how much they brought to dis, to decimate this 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 uh this faction, and then the Terminator's like, no, <laughs> I'm actually just fine. Well, the Terminator was just stone cold silent. Baldrick was like, yeah, that hit doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, so the community, uh, I mean, there's just so many things. Uh, you know, there's there's people who do memes. Like I I really 
have like zero meme potential. That's just like not something that, that I've found any success in, in being funny at or whatever. But um, but yeah, I just love that there's like so many different ways and different pockets and different corners. And there's people, you know, there's people doing homebrew. There's people running like games. Um, I think it was Asteroid who's like constantly running like these funky maps. You know, there's just so many ways. Oh, her really maps cool. are bonkers. Right. I mean, the little asteroid field barriers, which I mean, it's a pain to take anti-mass if you don't have to, but you have to then. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to just like so. So she she's got maps where. Uh, uh, not you know you've got tiles that are like asteroid fields or whatever but she's got them so like the gap between tiles can be like a, a an asteroid field or whatever and so you know you can still have similar next to lysis villain or whatever but there's an asteroid field just like between them yeah there's a there's a bunch of stuff that she's added in yeah the one ways and the rifts in the spaces I and mean, it gets crazy and she'll do those for eight players too when right. she's not even in the game so i mean shout out to her yeah there's 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 it's just a fun place to be and that's why i keep coming back and so even when i'm like yeah i gotta get my game count down down um there's just there's just always something and again not every single thing like speaks to me like it's not my my favorite thing every single time but um but it is for someone and and there's such a a varied uh community here so yeah huge fan of all that yeah yeah absolutely okay i think on one of your regular segments you want to learn about how people found this game in the first place oh yeah thank you you know i i at some point i was going to ask so yeah tell me tell me (laughs) how you found the game and also how you found the async server because i mean it's it's honestly it's weird that anybody found this place Uh, i know there's been some reddit posts and stuff but yeah tell me tell me well space cats peace turtles mentioned it and then i uh looked on reddit and found the link but uh for it so my async conversion is a little more boring but uh base uh getting into twilight imperium in general uh back in like 2015 when i was an intern uh someone one of the other interns found like a group that was playing board games in the area and was like let's go and we uh had two options of games uh there was twilight imperium and there was uh eclipse and we ended up playing eclipse because it was shorter but i remember seeing the box for twilight imperium and they're like oh yeah it's better uh it's got this whole diplomacy aspect and i was like eclipse is great this smash up was fantastic like i did terrible but it was like a story and all that and i thought it was like the best game ever and got all my friends to like try eclipse knowing that this other game that was supposedly better existed and then uh like four or five years later uh i am at my friend's house like for a long game day and he's like hey i've got this one uh he had never played it despite of already botting uh prophecy of kings and we were like yeah, let's try it. Like, if you bought it, like, we might as well try a different game. Right, it's here. And I played it, and I'm like, I just wasted five years playing this inferior game. <laughs> and there's still mechanics of Eclipse that I love. Like, one interesting thing about that game is uh, you can't just research a tech if you have the prerequisites. The, at the beginning of each round, there's a draw of the available technologies to research, and whoever has initiative order can pick through it first. So it's just interesting that way. Uh, I think I saw that. It's like you pass a tray around, and if someone else took, you know, the equivalent of Gravity Drive or whatever, then like you just can't research it this round, like regardless of if yeah. You could so it makes their initiative order like just as dangerous as speaker order because there's some text that at least in generation one of that and generation two they fixed it a bit, but there was one that's like improved whole, which just lets like doesn't require any cost where most of the other things do but it allows you to like just take two hits 
So there isn't anything that broken in TI where it's just like, oh, one player got this and there's that. Well, I mean, I guess exploration. Well, I was going to say, but... not everything in TI is that broken, but it's because it leans so far into it. Like, Hakan having QDN yeah. is broken. Nalu having the agent is broken. Like, every it's single thing is broken. Zero token, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you can balance that out with enough force. And that's partially because of the mobility. Like, I trash blue tech. I know it's the best, but I trash it because it's just everyone does it and I'm looking for the new exciting novelty. But like there's other games where you don't have that movement and you can't punish players for doing the asymmetric thing and you can't rally the table to do it if you don't have grab drive, carrier two, light wave. So I mean that's why the asymmetry works is because blue tech exists, really. Yeah, it, it it makes it makes the galaxy smaller, um, because I mean, well, even even the way it is now, I've been in games where like the winner is across the table, and there's just nothing I can really do. I mean, I guess I could have tried to pay their neighbor or something, but it's just, I guess they win because I just I yeah, I'm too far away. I can't do anything about it. But the, anyway, but in, usually between the wormholes and the blue tech and other stuff, yeah, you can find ways to to punch who who needs it. Yeah, yeah, I mean. It's very interesting, I mean, just the punching in general. I mean, because sometimes, like, there's a player you absolutely could punch to stop the win, and me and some other people's thoughts are really, like, if it gives me greater than a 10% chance to win, it's worthwhile. But if I think someone else is going to have it locked up before me, unless, like, the person that I'd be win-making has been a support buddy that's been good all game, then... I'm just going to sit and do nothing, which I mean, might be boring, but I don't want to take away from someone's fun or someone's first win. I mean, maybe if it is someone has played 30 some odd games and hasn't gotten a win yet. And the person in front of them has a pretty locked up win and I have no chance. Maybe I'd do it. But yeah, when someone like wins their first time playing, they just want to come back to the game. I've noticed that with my in-person group. And I mean, I'm the one who always hosts it. And I feel bad about just inviting people for game day being like, yeah, we're going to play this game. So by spreading out the wins, I get my friends to be like, oh, we want to come back and play this game. So, Well, so if I can just indulge, like, when I started playing this, I, w- I was enjoying it. I was having fun. Um, but I, I, I was only, like, kind of a little bit into it. I, I don't know how to do it. But I ended up winning my first ever scpt tournament game and it was a total fluke uh i i drew both i drew crown of amphidia tomb of amphidia and shard in the last round <laughs> like to just that is a garbage win you know it was total it. garbage uh and i and i knew it like and it was only my like my second or third win ever um and i guess what i'm just saying is to your point if i had not won that i feel like i would have kind of been like yeah you know this game's fun but or you know i'm not very good at it or whatever but like that win even though i knew it was garbage it was like okay maybe i'll come back and dedicate some more time to this and 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 try to you know win for real or whatever um winning it, it matters even though it's one in six chance like we should all be it like very feels okay good. it feels really good yep speaking of uh shard garbage wins you seem to be a magnet for pulling shard in that final round it has been a little while uh but yeah i can think of uh i think my first two nazaroka wins were like i I, so the first one i remember i i intentionally i saw that there were two hazardous frags left i intentionally didn't use my you know distant sun's ability grabbed them both i was at nine points drew shard i'm just like well okay and then the, the other one like my my favorite famous one was like Okay, I've got all these frags, and I drew like five, five relics in the last round. 
<laughs> and well, just and that last one was off Dead World too. Right. So 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 I, I had Codex. Into, right. Yes. <laughs> I, I one of my relics was Codex. I'm like, well, this doesn't help me. And I'm like, well, so I first I first I got like. I, I tried something else that was gonna maybe get me a, a, a you know mining or not what's the one where you can draw more frags or something that didn't work and then uh i i did uh yeah um exploration probe that turned into dead world that turned into shard i think fist was there and it was like that's you had like a point zero you know three percent yeah it was uh argo dennis you uh jed me and I mean, Jed and I had ride or died that, and uh, I had like uh, the extra flag with the Jolnar. Oh, that's right. That's and right. That I that had one of my favorite moments of like just I bully the Mentak, and it, or I, I've come around less to it because I realize just how low their win rate is now. But like, I'm a deal makey person, and any friction to that just annoys me. Agreed. So like, I made Argo like pay five trade goods for no PDS because he needed that point. And this was after he had mirror computing. So for him, it was lost value of 10 when he had the worst on tech, but none on the board just to get the point because I just don't like men tech. <laughs> you know, speaking of one, one thing too, just, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, but like, as far as just like, cause you're talking about like, you know, giving heat to people or like we were talking about punching people earlier. Um, I had a couple games in a row where people got eliminated um, and I, and I almost never do. It's like pretty rare, but I had a couple games and one time it was like my fault because like they just kind of like left their home system open. I'm like, can I take your home system or do you want to give me some stuff? And they're like, nah, and I just took it. And then they just kind of left, uh, which I felt a little bad about, but I'm just, I mean, do you, do you, do you see more eliminations? I know that they're pretty rare in the games that I play. So in regular, like, 10.6 player meta, uh, I myself have been the eliminator three times. Uh, oh, wow. And okay. I mean, the best eliminator is, it, to, like, way of doing it is not when it's, uh, like, for early game. The funniest one is the drive-by special where someone, i.e. Argo, has the home system locked up. They're going to win on initiative because they're Necro with the Alistair and, like, 20 ground forces in there. But their support buddy has just had their home system heroed by Sar. Right. And you take that, and then you take the other planets, and, oh, now suddenly someone else has a chance to win. And in that game, uh, I gambited with Argo after uh, to give him another point. Uh, and... Uh, assuming that he would do something which gave me like a 70% chance of winning. And then he backstabbed that for the win <laughs> and then felt so bad about it. He was messaging me after like, please don't hate me for that. And I'm like, yeah, it's all the game, my man. But the drive-by special is a classic. So I gl um, I'm glad but... you have a name for that. I've, I've heard the folks in um, the DMV area around like DC or whatever, like I guess their IR, IRL group does that like a lot <laughs> for whatever reason. Where they're like, hey, you're about to win. I'm going to kill your support partner. It's impressive. I mean, it's hard to eliminate someone. And like the players who used to go hard for elimination, like Micmac Moose is someone notorious for doing that. Oh, he's eliminated me twice. Yeah, so it just depends because it can so backfire for you. Because uh, the one time Moose tried to do that to me, I was Nalu and I had a Calaris neighbor, uh, Prisoner One. And I got Prisoner One to give me the commander and unlock it. 
So the round after he took my home, which he only could do because uh, Cabal gave him Crucible just to punch me, which I was too green at the game and didn't know to look out for that. I'd gotten a little greedy and was doing well as Nalu, but he was Sar and had uh, taken Custodians. So I didn't figure like anyone would assist him in snowballing. Right. But uh, so he had done that. And because Prisoner One wanted to see, we had support swapped earlier. So he was ho- trying to help me like just thrive. So I was able to do the cool thing of using the Calaris Commander to. Uh, Zeu and then pop Diplo and then uh, so I had the unlocked build that was a bunch of plastic at the dock that was outside of home that was Diplo there and then so like Moose still was committed to the elimination because he knew I would just I was going for revenge at that point right, right. so he had to take Diplo himself to avoid me getting that in which case I just attacked differently and that was my first time i got uh sar heroed which oh as the nalu that is a painful Ooh, experience true yeah but uh he also forgot about foresight so even though he had all my planets i had one infantry that just kept retreating with all the extra tokens <laughs> i had and i had neuroglaves so it was very costly and then because prisoner one had been so cool at the end of the game i just give them the zero token and a zu in the final round and attack the person who had the eight who was going to win before them because, like, if someone helps keep you from elimination, I'm, it's interesting. There's the debate of, okay, I'm not going to have fun here. I'm just going to roll over and basically get eliminated for the fun of it. Or do you make it a new game of, oh, I'm going to be bitter and have fun with it. So there's all sorts of things you can do. But, I mean, I, I, I know they, that for they me... make stories. Yeah, the story, the story is the, is the key part. I know for me, like, I have rolled over too many times. But it's, it's I, I do think it's, like... I do think it's situational. Like if you if you're trying to eliminate me, but I've got seven points or something, you know, then maybe I'm I'm trying to score a secret or get shard or you know I feel like there's like ways or, or I'm going to keep you from winning at least. But yeah, the times that I've, I mean, this is just a weakness in my game. You know, I'm I'm just not really expecting to get wrecked round one, uh, maybe round two, mm-hmm. round round two, but round one. You know, if you if you come and like take my you know my system and like kill all my carrier and like I just I just I know that's a long game. But especially if I'm like Arborek, or, like, I just don't see a way back from that. <laughs> so sometimes I'll just well, be like, Arborek, I'm just trying to leave. It's going to be know? brutal either way, uh, which I don't know why anyone chooses Arborek as the faction to bully. I mean, sure, if they get Mechatol Rex, like, yeah, they can do some dirty, dirty things. Well, in this specific game, but, it was because the other faction was winning and they were getting bullied by Sar. And I actually, like, you know, kind of applauded them for, you know, finding a way out of the hole that was getting dug for them. But I just it was okay, sad that I yeah. was on the other side of it. I mean, Winu doesn't have the strength to bully people, so honestly, at that point, the dice gods just hated you, BLT. Well, and again, I'm telling you, you you watch, like, like I'm just thinking, like, specifically, like, this last uh, tournament game that I won uh, for, for the Space Cats tournament. Like, if you watch, like, I I, sh- I could have been dead any time. Like, I never have enough plastic. I never have enough, like, to defend myself properly. Uh, and not, I shouldn't say never, but typically, right? Um, like, if someone wants to punch me, but I usually can just, like, find some way that it doesn't make sense to do that. <laughs> And talk my way out of it like not necessarily being i mean big i don't style, think but. you're a zero plastic sort of person because i've seen you have some things but you play from behind and do the surprise action phase win or line that up right. i think that's why you mostly get away with that but i mean i'm similar to chasset where i'm gonna build the plastic like at, current space cats piece turtles meta seems to be like oh influence slices are way better you need all this and i'm like 
oh, having my flagship and a couple dreads out, I'm going to have a good time. Well, my carriers and fighters are mathematically better. So, I mean, I lean into that more. But I still just, I go research heavy slices. Like, I love Barragler to four most because that's the most flexible. But, I mean, I choose Abyss Frio over Aaron Amir a lot of the time. And I feel people look at me crazy for doing that. But No, well, I, I think that that's totally right. I think my only like minor pushback is like I have been in games where I maybe have a couple of docks and like what I really want to do is activate them both twice so I can get like six fighters out or you know what I'm saying like I want to get extra extra cardboard out and I need tokens to do that uh but you're right if I'm only going to get one build and I have a biz free and I can actually just build a couple of dreads like I mean I'm not going to complain about it <laughs> I'm not mad about oh yeah it. and I and I love the other things but I mean just having the resources where you can be a force in the late game. And I don't right. get how these players skirt around with two carriers the whole game and maybe like eight infantry and still pull out the win. I'm just like, props off to you. I think I'm a good talker, but I'm not that good. <laughs> Again, and, and your point is exactly right. Like I, I, I will go out of my way to not be winning because if anyone's like, hey, you know, BLT is about to win, I'm not going to anymore. Like as soon as like that happens, it's over. And so, yeah, I'm always kind of like, nah, man, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm fine. Nothing, nothing to see. I here. mean, <laughs> it, it does feel satisfying to get those sneak wins. Like, I mean, my seven point round is ghosts. I know was in an IRL game. So, I mean, I take it with an asterisk, but sure. like that felt really good. But I think the best sort of win is the unimpeachable I'm Arborek. I've got 30 dudes on Mechatol with a mechs you can't bombard, and I've got 30 dudes at home, and there's just nothing anyone can do. And no one really I you people could have punched earlier, but I if you just like get that early lead in some way and it's actually unimpeachable, people shoot for you and they miss, it feels so good. But I again the sneak wins feel good too. I know win feels good in general unless it's like someone win made you just because they got spited but sure and even those can feel good but all right that reminds me so 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 there's really just like a couple more things i want to talk to you about um before before we know our listeners ears burn off or whatever here um (laughs) i know that you were trying to get a win with every faction i don't think you've succeeded yet but the one that i know that you um that i witnessed a few versions of was you trying to get a wins with arborek and so i wanted to ask you that took a while well it took a while because I mean, and, and I get it, but I what I thought was cool was that I saw you try it a few different ways. Like, I feel like I saw you try a blue tech. I saw you try to get custodians a couple of times. I saw you try, like, no tech a couple of times. And I'm kind of curious, like, if you were if you ended up with Arborek, like, in a tournament game, uh, I mean, besides crying, like, you know, what would, what would you think about, like, your strategy for winning out? You've kind of, like, tried a bunch of different paths with them. I mean, it's all slice dependent and who your neighbors are dependent. Like there's a very, very real world where you're Arborek round one with warfare and you're next to a winnie and you're just like, I'm going to eat this slice, have two slices and the table's going to be happy with me. So things are going to be great. I, again, that's not likely, but it's possible. Right. But right. I, I get your blue tech argument. I, I steer away from blue tech just because sometimes it's better to look like you're bad at the game a little bit like for instance in the current uh like uh game that's the agents raking up to commanders uh i took sar specifically so micmac moose would not get sar because i didn't (laughs) want to play another one of those games and i don't like to be the big bully most of the time Uh, i know i talked about eliminations earlier but i've mellowed in my time uh (laughs) here but 
I intentionally went Sarween as first tech and uh, Scanlink as second, and then Blue skipped Carrier 2, but skipping Grab Drive and Chaos Mapping, because then it's like, oh, SAR's still eliminatable, they're not traveling far, they're staying in their own slice, like, so, same lesson applies to Arborek, I think, is, like, Blue Tech is great. If you can get Carrier 2, that's one of the best things in the game, because Arborek fighter swarms are beautiful. No one's ever going to complain about Grav Drive. Like, Blue Tech is great, but if you're in a slice where your plastic is going to be terrible with that, then you're better off going Sarween or No Tech. And No Tech, like, unless Tech is scoring objectives, I mean, you're spending eight infantry or eight fighters to get that. That was the one specifically that I thought was really interesting because... I'm like addicted to Lightwave. I've just had too many times, like even as Arborek or some of these other, like where it's just like, oh, I have to score Dark in the Skies and I can't get, you know, so I just, I have this like mental, like almost like crutch about like stuff like that. But when I saw you I doing like- I agree with you there. Uh, and my argument there is Arborek needs other things than to play the politics game anyways. So final round, you're going to have a trash uh, strategy card pick anyways. Just pick Warfare and it solves and just 90% get there anyway. of what Lightwave would do with an extra build. I mean, yes, they get a build at home too. But I go ahead with your point. Sorry to. Oh no, 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 no. I mean, I, no. What I, what I think I'm agreeing with you is like I have this. Like I, I feel like that's what I need. But when I see you like just get Sarween and be done, um, or even not even get anything, I, you know, like I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of extra resources, and like they're really token and resource poor. Man, maybe that you know, maybe there's something there actually. <laughs> Um, I mean, as we all saw, the best Arborek is when you rift it round two for Custodians, but no <laughs> one front picked it, and then you just enjoy. But I mean, then you get cursed with Ixpian, which I mean, right. I that uh, Agents to uh, Commander game, like the first one. There's Ixpian in the agenda right now. I really wanted this to happen so we could talk about it uh, with the outcome. But Ghosts, not knowing Ixpian was on top moved Mechatol to right next to MP's area. So it's in the center of their slice and they will lose all their plastic and the only other people will be uh, Sar and Ghosts who lose like a resource and a half worth of plastic. And it will cost MP the game if it goes off, but if it doesn't bomb, then they win basically. Is this like so a secret? A... Like does this need to happen before this episode releases so that people don't... No, no. Ixthian is in like play right now and oh, we're okay. waiting on some time zone voting it was a secret up until like a day ago so okay, i'm happy okay. it showed up right now because i as politics holder i was like oh this is good and like ghost just moved it there for like meme value of moving mechatol it wasn't even a winning play and then mp jumped on it and ghosts was sad that they did so then it was even more revenge but this is going to be one of the most brutal ones i've seen <laughs> Okay, well, I, I will keep an eye on that in the um, in the or the Ixthian Watch channel and 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 see yep. how that uh, how that looks. All right, last thing here, I think. I mean, unless you've got more stuff, that's like you know, that's fine. But I uh, I do want to do Tech of the Week with you if you're willing. Um, oh yeah, I mean, since no one else will take it, I'm willing to stand up for Daxiv. You want to pick Daxiv? Okay, well, I'm gonna go through here and I'm gonna find Daxiv. Um, let me read it though. Tech of the Week here. Um, Daxiv animators. Um, is a green tech. It has one green prerequisite, of course, because, you know, it's so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after you win a ground combat, you may place one infantry from your reinforcements on that planet. 
Yeah. Take it away. I don't consider this like a good tech by any means, but I think it's slightly overhated. Uh, just I've played enough Franken and enough uh, Necro to I, I got Latani too as Necro one time, and I mean I'm a Necro stan basically. Uh, so the Alistair is a really good flagship, and like I advocate it for offensive use instead of just parking it at home because I think that's boring, but. Right. Uh, there is a world with the Alistair with three Necromechs where you take the Riggles or the Devils and you get three extra infantry on there from each combat you did on the ground. And then suddenly, hey, I just got three free uh, uh, hits to soak in space. I got three techs this round. I don't feel defensive with all this or defenseless with all my mechs being sustained and such. And it feels good time. Now you pair that with Latani 2, which I mean, it's a once in a blue moon thing. Normally as Necro, you'd have to pay to get Arbrek there, which as Arbrek, if Necro offers you that deal, I would take it personally, but I'm someone who likes to feed it so the table has a big bad that's not me, so maybe that's not the best advice. Well, and, but, and even more than uh, that, like, if someone offers me a big deal, I, I mean, like, I need I need money. Like, I mean, I know there's, there's, there's you know, there's six people, and I'll take what I, and if I'm on I'm selling fires as often as I can get paid. For. Anyway, yes, oh, I'll take the deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let me say, if you get that set up, the Latani 2 being spawned after you take the planet, it feels so good because you spawn them and then you produce out of that. Oh, so and you have so, the extra shirt. On a two planet on a two planet system, you get four production that you didn't have to start with that. And I it's just a disgusting snowball. I mean you're not gonna get Latani 2, but in the world where you have it, Daxiv instantly becomes like more valuable than grab drive, which is insane, I know. So so is this a tech you would ever research? I guess that's my question. Or is this just okay. like you and or is this just like you have found some awesome ways to use it as the necro who start with I, it? Okay, I usually would not do it. There is a case where you need two and two colors uh and for whatever reason it, Maybe your Argent, this this is a case for it. With your green Argent, you don't have <laughs> okay. something for biostims. Two and two colors comes out first, and uh, unit upgrades isn't on the board. I could imagine a world where, okay, now I'm stuck getting a yellow for skip. Okay, the, mind palacing it even further. The other objective is two attachments, and you only found one round one. So you're getting Scanlink as a second yellow, and you've got production problems. So you're just like, okay, I'm going to take Daxiv because I can load up a mech and an infantry on one of these destroyers, take it somewhere, and then you have a little extra protection when you're getting things on there. Okay. That's sort of a weird mind palace where I could accept it. There's a <laughs> world where I take it with soul. I mean, your argument of uh, sling biostims is way cooler. But it's also way stupider, by the way. I just anyway. think it's funny. <laughs> oh, it's really funny, but like, when have you ever been upset about having a, saw, a stall, especially as soul? Right, right. So, I mean, it sounds stupid. I love the idea, though. I mean, I hate soul because it's just so linear. Everyone can see what you're doing a mile away other than the hero. And just it feels like easy mode with the extra token, with a good home system, with the 
Harriers are just bonkers. And I mean, you don't even need infantry too. So, I mean, yeah, I, I have a whole thing about soul and why I just don't enjoy playing them. Like, any of the factions I was able to get a win with the first time I played them don't feel like real factions to me. <laughs> they feel too good. So I don't know. But uh, that's fair. as you were saying, there's a couple of factions where in niche two and two color cases where you have a green, it's a fun consideration where it could be tangentially useful. And I mean, I think actually Mahakt has some use for it if they're going the Crimson Legion air path, which I know isn't popular because the blue path is there, but an extra oh, infantry so is extra You're going to use your commander to maybe go take more ground combat. You get yeah, like more infantry as they die. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And again, weird niche cases. And I'm not arguing that it's a good tech. I just know no one else will ever willingly take it, and I don't hate it as much as others. So let me, I have only two things basically to say about Dax of Animators. Yeah. One is basically, well, it's green, so it doesn't take me anywhere. And uh, I guess so three things. One, it doesn't take me anywhere because it's green. Two, it's one of those, it's, it's, it's like integrated economy. I used to be a huge integrated economy fan. I, I, I was like very bought into all of Expendables arguments. And then I just realized my play style does not involve very many ground combats. And, and so, you know, this, this tech just for me personally will not do anything. It doesn't mean it's a bad tech necessarily for that reason. Um, yeah, but I, you know, it's just it's worthless in my particular hands. The third thing, though, and this is this is the most important thing I want to say about Dax of Animators. On the card that I'm holding, it's spelled D A C X I V E. Okay, so C before X, and on the back of the Necrovirus sheet where it says starting technology, it says D A X C I V E. Um, oh man, so this, this is, is another uh, silly spelling uh, thing that needs to be added to our I just box. love it. So, uh, so, so there is no canonical <laughs> way to spell Dax of Animators. They're both correct. <laughs> that's that's the main thing I want to say about Dax of Animators. That's oh, the, that is a. I don't know how you noticed that. I'm very impressed. It, it uh, but yeah, <laughs> it will not help me win any games. But uh, but that that's what I'm into. Um, Pally, this has been awesome. I, I love playing yeah, with you. Yeah, it's great talking with you. Um, I love I love the chit-chatting in whatever games I'm in with you. This was like particularly fun. Um, I think my favorite part about like listening to you talk is the passion you've got for these different stories. I mean, I think we all have like some story, but um, you know, there are a hundred stories from these from this game. But uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take all your takes. All that stuff is good. But man, I mean, just the 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 excitement you've got for for some of these games that you've had and like the story that emerged from there. Uh, it's 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 really infectious, and I I loved hearing it today. Well, do you want to tell any of the, the stories you're passionate about right now? Uh, I mean, the biggest ones that I think I feel like I actually shared some of them. It was you know winning off shard like three different times, <laughs> like it's like you know so stupid. Um, I think the only other one, just because you were talking about fog, uh, I did one time win slay Nalu off of like seven structures. I feel like you were in this game too, although I'm not certain. Um, with Nova Seed. So I had I had Light Wave, Gravity Drive, Prototype War Sun twos, and so I used four movement from Malice to uh, to take a War Sun into this one spot that like somebody had told me where's where all Nalu's. It was a blind activation, but told me where all their their structures were. Um, oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> and Old Tom was not happy, but uh, but I did win. <laughs> old Tom's never happy, but I was upset with Dennis because he winslayed me the round earlier. Uh, that was a that was a great game. Uh, thank you for rem reminding that. I mean, there, oh, was, there was more one stuff. Other there was one other topic I did want to say that okay, yeah. you uh, that, that we had on the agenda. 
uh, specifically because we're talking about old Tom and Dennis. Uh, there's a lot of players, including myself, that just chill uh, after they've had 10 or so games where game one and two, they're out to like make a name for themselves. They'll go and try and take someone's home system round two. If anyone like comes and attacks them, they'll start with so many threats. And then by the time they played 30, 40 games, like everyone's just chill and like, yeah, I want to see the story develop. Right. And like they realize if you take someone's fun away, the table will turn on you. Like one time when I had the uh necro uh barony shenanigans that was me running. that was us that we did that oh you all were the ones that gave the supports to no uh, i was i was barony uh you were barony oh that was you where uh they just gave all the supports to dennis because we took their fun away yes i it, it, it was <laughs> i'm still salty about that because my, i i specifically it was very much like what you're saying i specifically went into that game being like i've won enough games like this is a fog game. I am not going to try to win this game. I'm just going to have fun. And you reached out about like the infinite money shenanigans. And I'm like, dude, I'm here for it. Cause this is the perfect game. Cause I'm not even trying to win. I was going to like give it away to, you know, someone else. And just, I just had so many plans for like how I was going to like be this like galactic enforcer. And then just the game was over. I was so salty about that. It was such a surprise too. Like just cause it was like five points the round prior. Like it, it just five supports. It, no chance. But at the same time, I had chaos mapping a dock on Mechatol, two war suns out. Well, you probably were going to win, so right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, there's always shenanigans. But, I mean, that taught me a lesson of, like, just don't ruin other people's fun right. because they'll ruin your fun. And I'm that's fair. So, I mean, back to the point, like, Sarber was telling me stories about, like, her first couple games. She would take home systems, and now she's like, yeah, I just don't have fun with that. And it's just a recurring trend that I'm seeing, like, so many players, and I just found it interesting and wanted to comment. My first ever game is Cabal. I'm like, hey, I'm Cabal. And and yeah. and and I just ended up, I mean, I didn't even really plan for it, but I just ended up with like a bunch of stuff near my neighbor. And I'm like, your home system is still empty. Like you didn't even try. And so I just like took it. And then I took I didn't end up in eliminating them because they really hunkered down on this one planet. But um it just wasn't fun. They weren't having fun. It didn't really help me win. You know, like, it's so I, I think that there's definitely times for strategic like violence, but it does not usually make me have fun. And like, supposedly, this is still a game, I guess. <laughs> so. uh, well, I mean, as Teaspoon has taught us, it's just a politics experiment. There you go. That's exactly right. I, I love talking to you, BLT. Thank <laughs> you so much for letting me blab for a while. Uh, it's great, actually having a real conversation after we played so much so no totally agree that's what this is for um and, and you know people get to listen in and you know disagree or, or whatever with with everything we've said yeah well great talking to you i'll talk to you later okay awesome thanks Bye. man see you around well that was a fun and long and just having a really good time chat with pally so you know again thanks to him for joining me t uh, on the show uh love playing with him uh, one thing we didn't talk about a lot is that you, you know, if he, if, if he's not your friend in the game, uh, that can be dangerous, but if he's, if you can get him to be your buddy, like some kind of ride or die, even, even a light ride or die, just like, you know, we're, we're, we're support swapped. He, uh, he is probably the best. Um, he'll definitely make that worth your while. So, um, anyway, let me just wrap up today's show with some various updates. We, in the async tournament two, we actually have our second finalist, Next time, one game six is Mentak. Uh, so congratulations to next time. 
Um, I'm not sure how they ended up with three supports, though. Uh, that's probably worth uh, investigating a little bit. I mean, not, not like it's an issue, just wonder how that happened. So, you know, maybe congrats. Maybe the, the commander came in somehow, but um, big congratulations to next time. We now have, again, two finalists set, and we're waiting for the other four games to wrap up. Um, for PBD 2000, I don't have any major updates there. Uh, you mentioned us, you, know, you heard us talk a little bit about that earlier. Um, the, the only thing I can I can see there is SAR is in that galaxy with the Terminator, and SAR tried to eliminate the Terminator uh, before realizing uh, their powers. And SAR uh, has now only got one planet and zero plastic or cardboard or anything else. Looks like maybe Necro or somebody is trying to uh, defend that final planet. I don't know how that's going to go. Um, so sorry to Star Cerberus. Uh, well played. Um, sorry that that's how that went. Uh, for async rank, we've got six new ministers in the async rank. As a reminder, the minister rank goes to anyone who wins a TIGL game and doesn't already have a rank. So this uh, I've seen this a little being a little confused. Um, you, you start with zero ranks. The first rank, actually, you have to earn... Uh, it's a little silly, but you know, just saves us giving a role to, to everyone other than the TIGO role that already exists. Anyway, new ministers since last episode are next time, whose so tournament game was TIGL, so congrats to, to them. Copper Bobber, Oddwaller, the Nine of Spades, Tanios, and Renavon. Um, also in the async rank um, general like sphere. We've got uh, A. Libby, who's putting together a TIGL Minister Battle Royale. So it's almost like a little mini tournament where 36 folks with minister or higher ranks agreed to hop in. Um, so every game is TIGL. Um, every game has the potential for somebody to rank up. Now, again, if an agent wins one of these first round games against all ministers, you know, maybe they won't. But the idea is in the next round, every single person will be at least an agent because they won a minister game. Um, and then, you know, for the, the finals of this little mini tournament, um, the winner will guaranteed to be a commander. So um, thanks for Alibi for organizing that and getting that going. And then for final, the final thing here is recent bot updates. I'm really excited about Finn's edition here. Uh, it will probably take a while before it really gets us some useful and interesting data, but he, they've, uh, he's added something called titles. Um, so at the end of the game, you can anonymously give one player one title. Uh, they don't really mean anything. It's totally optional. Uh, but, you know, you can give the winner uh, a title like a brilliant tactician or a master diplomat, or you can give your support buddy uh, a good ally as a title. You can also give out titles like life of the table, fun to be around, trustworthy to a fault, you made the game better. There's also some fun ones like fortune favored or possesses cursed dice. And then the only one that's like mildly negative is you made me mad, which is, again, pretty pretty tame. But if you... Uh, are mad at someone you can you can give them that title and then it might be fun to see how uh how many people get that over time but like i said since you only can give one at the end of each game that you finish uh it's going to take a little bit for this to really add up but um yeah excited to, to kind of see how, where that goes thanks for adding that fin and with that let's call that uh the show for this week thanks for listening to strength and bonds you can subscribe to this show on apple podcasts spotify and various other places if you liked this episode, leave a comment on the episode discussion in Discord or come by the Sandwich Bar to chat about the show. And remember, just because you can play TI at all hours of the night and day doesn't mean that you should. <laughs> <laughs>